You're listening to the Backseat Managers Podcast. Welcome to the Backseat Managers Podcast. We are stoked to be here all together today. So we have, um, again, this is Oscar. Uh, I am hosting today um, and we have the rest of the crew here today. We've got Milo as always. We've got Oli um, again like last time. But really, we have the myth. We have the legend. We have Jude. Jude, say hi to everybody. Hi. Yeah, Jude's the man. Okay. So we are we are so stoked to to get into it with uh, with Jude and with everyone today. So what we're going to be going over with first of all, um, we're going to be playing a, a game with Jude and uh, guessing uh, guessing his answers, um, and then we'll get in some Arsenal chat. We'll get in some England chat, and we'll we'll go from there. Um, before I dive into that though, I uh, just wanted to uh, rub it in Milo's face that I I beat him um, at predictions this last week. Uh, if you can read that. So you got, uh, four, you got four predictions, right? I did. Yeah. Well, we did. I got, uh, there were four predictions and I guess uh, two of them exactly right. So you get two points and uh, Milo That's guessed three of the results, but he uh, didn't guess any of the predictions. So I win. You know what you should do? You should aggregate this over the season. And then... No, that's what we're doing. If you've been oh, listening good. to the podcast no, that you are on, Ollie, um, <laughs> you would... <laughs> You would. You I just. Would know. I just say my. I just say my piece and then peace yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. You would. You would know that. Um, <laughs> basically, what we're doing is the winner every week uh, gets a crate of ginger beer, and we're going to settle up at Christmas. So the first crate of ginger beer goes to me, um, and we'll we'll go from there. So anyway, um, what we want to get into is we want to spend some time with with our man Jude, because we are so stoked to have you on the podcast with us, Jude. Let's go, um, dude. One of my favorite uh, people that have ever walked on this planet. So what we're going to do is we're going to play, if you know the the newlywed game, uh, basically we're going to ask Jude some questions. He is going to tell us the answers, and I'm going to write down what I think his answers are, and Milo's going to guess what his answers are as well, and we're going to see whether we're does that make so, sense? Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? So I'm going to ask you a question. You can think about it for a minute, uh, for a little bit, if you if you want, and then. But you're going to tell me, tell us what the answers are, and we're going to we're going to see whether context, we're right. For some yeah. context, Jude Jude is a bit of a football scholar himself. So yeah, Jude. First of all, tell me, tell us about yourself. Can you tell uh, tell the world who you are? What do you like about football? Yeah, I'm Jude, and I'm an Arsenal fan. Like all of us. Yeah. And I'm almost 10. Yeah. Almost 10. And you love memorizing. You love memorizing what? Football. Football. There we go. And Jude, how many jerseys do you have? That was going to be my question. (laughs) 30-something. 30-something. Combined. Yeah, that's insane. I think we should do a segment where it's just Jude's jerseys. And we'll we'll just... I think that'd what? be great. That's what the podcast should be called, Jude's Jerseys. Just runs well, we gotta we got to have yeah, Jude true. on every but week that, if that's the case. Is good as well. We're all good. Okay, um, right. Jude, let's, first let's question I have for you is, so we know Arsenal's your favorite football team because you're a, you're a, smart, you're a smart lad. But yeah. my question is, why is Arsenal your favorite foot, football team? 
So what do you think? Why is Arsenal Don't tell your me yet. favorite they're gonna write it. So they're going to write it on a whiteboard. Okay. And you're going to answer it. All right, Jude. Okay. Do you have your answer? Do you know why Arsenal is your favorite don't, football team? Don't say it yet. Let's say this on Go ahead. Mind. You can say. Okay, now say it. Uh, because I think they have good players and they have a good team. When did, nice. you first, when did you first start becoming an Arsenal fan? What was the reason you started becoming an Arsenal fan? Yeah. So I started it. So so it all started when I was a little boy. Uh-huh. It still is. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so why did you pick watching... Arsenal and, and not other teams? Yeah, be, because, I, because I've seen that watch a lot of Arsenal games when I was little. Nice. That's a great right. answer. That's a good answer. I was off. I thought he was going to say you, Ollie. But, I um, thought that but... was going to be my... <laughs> that didn't my come up once. Yeah, no. Your name did not... Jude <laughs> no. obviously cares nothing about your opinion for football teams. He's just Which is almost about better because then that's, it just shows that true. it was his that's own great. decision. He's, he's, a, he's objectively an Arsenal fan. That's exactly. He's about really the content. He's, he's about I've, the players. He's about the, the style of play. He doesn't care what you have to nothing say. Nothing to do with I that. I feel like us like us three, we were solely invested because of our dad, like dad, yeah. your granddad, yeah. Jude, because... Well, I was actually my, born closest to Highbury out of all of us. So. But... I like my entire growing up. We've always been no, like nowhere near winning the title. So, yeah, I don't think winning was the reason that any of us became an Arsenal fan. I got the most Arsenal glory out of us three. So yeah, that's true. All right, so I've got Jude and the crew. So Jude, if you can stump us, you get a point right there. But you got actually. So there we go. Okay. All right, Jude. Next question is. Who is your favorite footballer of all time? That's a good one. Alex. No. Wait, 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 wait. I knew it. I knew it. What did you say? I, what did you say? That's what I was going to say. What did you say? Did you say Lacazette? Lacazette. Yes. Lacazette. Has to be. Yes. When Alexander me and Oscar were on a phone call deciding how we were going to do this segment, I was like, we should do something like, what's his favorite footballer? And I would say it would be Lacazette. So. Yeah, I'm glad that's 100%. Unanimous. Lacazette. And Jude, why is Lacazette your favorite footballer? Yeah, it's because... It's because I think he's really good. And bold. Yeah. And bold? <laughs> and bold. <laughs> bold or no, bold? No, why, why, tell them specifically. What bold. did you do that made you love Lacazette so much? Do you remember what we did? Uh... When we went to England and what Oh yeah, I remember. This is how. Yeah. So it was Christmas Day, I remember. And then and then this is how I became a legacy man. So so it was like a big present. And then and then Arsenal sent me like a big present. And and then inside was this like big jersey with Lacazette on the back of his name. So sick. And it was signed, do you remember? Yeah, it was Arsenal. signed. Arsenal sent him a care package because he's such a big fan and it was signed by Lacazette. And do you remember, he, and what did he send you as well? A video. A video. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's and so cool. And he said, he said, hey, Jude, thanks he for went, coming and, and watching my French. goal. And yeah. all of us used to be fluent in French, but not anymore. He went, what did he, do you remember? He said, allez, Jude. Do you remember? Yeah. 
That's actually so sick. He's become my favorite player too. Lacazette. That is that is so Arsenal has so much class, by the way, for for doing something like that. And you know, Lacazette as well. That you know, they love. Do you remember why why did they do that? Do you remember? Yeah, it was because yeah, because and they sanded me, and they wanted to, and and then I got it. Tickets to go to the stadium. Yeah, they put us in. Do you remember the sensory room for you? Uh-huh. Because the stadium was too loud. Do yeah, you yeah, and I even got to walk to Arsenal and Fulham game. Yeah, there too. yeah, you got a private. So cool. You got like a private. Dude, box. you've seen nuts. an Arsenal game before. I have. Isn't that so cool? It's kind of sad, my lunch. Yeah, it's no, honestly no, depressing. That's really embarrassing. One right. time I lived in England, and I never. Um. Saw all right. Okay. Question three is great answer, but we how we many knew questions you a bit do you guys have? Well. We've uh, we got five. So right. number three, Jude, if you could, Jude's obviously a monster on the football pitch as well. Jude, if you could say that you're you're most like a f- one Arsenal football player, who do you think it would be? If you could be any Arsenal player, who would it be? And don't, don't answer. Oh wait, Arsenal okay. player or any player? Arsenal football player. Ars- okay, so, so, cur- so someone that's currently playing on Arsenal's team. They have to be if, playing let's right say, now. Let's say you're playing you're playing football, right? And you're like, I'm someone. And then you're you pre- go. At, you know, you, you know, you're out when you're outside and you do your pretend games and you imagine you're on the field like you love doing. Yeah. If you were to he pretend, knows. he's got. You are a oh, current... he's got a name locked and loaded. He knows <laughs> what's up, Judy. Who's the player? Gabriel Jesus. Oh, crazy! No great way. shout. I had Saka. No, it's, no, it's it's not. Oh. Well, it's sometimes Saka. It's 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 uh, Gabriel more more often than not. Is it Gabriel right. Martinelli more than it is Saka? No, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, Gabriel Jesus for sure. Milo, did you have Saka as well? I had Saka. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say yeah. Saka. But honestly, one, he's got us. I I, I heard need him to play more football with Jude. We do need to. Okay, Jude. Here's a different one. Okay, if you could steal a player from a different team oh, that's and a great plop question. them, plop them on Arsenal's squad, who would you take? Don't tell me just yet. Don't tell. But so wait. it's someone that's on a different team. They have to be playing, playing right in. now. So they have they're to be playing, playing right any, now. Any any other league in the world? Okay, it could be La Liga, it could be Bundesliga, it could be. It could MLS, be in the any... Premier League. It could be in the Premier League. Oh, I any know other who league, it is. Okay? Yeah. So hang on. Okay. I know who it is. I don't. I have no idea who. I actually, say, actually. I, I'm. I am not 100 sure on this one. No, Kate, I think I know who it is. Actually, okay, Jude, which player would you take and bring on Arsenal? If I get this right, we get a point. Go ahead, Jude. Uh, Jude Bellingham. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I, was I, have say Harry Kane. I was I going to say Holland. I was oh. going to say Harry Kane. He loves Harry wow. Kane. Yeah, I, said, I've heard it. Jude, you know, Jude Bellingham. That's a great shout. That's a great shout. We need a number Jude. eight back. How did we yeah, not get true. that? Yeah. Imagine imagine Jude Bellingham in the number eight role instead of um, what it, Habits. That'd be oh, yeah. oh, the well, greatest thing That's ever. the thing. Honestly, Salah. No, to be honest, you could start Jude Bellingham. But, hey, we're going off topic. But you could start him in the front three with Martinelli and Saka. That would be that would be ridiculous. Yeah, you could, but he's he's just kill, he's killing it as a can. Yeah. Like he's killing it in the midfield. He's hey, he's a pick, top man. goal scorer a great in pick, La Liga Jude. when he's not Jude, even a striker. Jude's been watching a lot 
of old Jude Bellingham's highlights recently. See, yeah, this is why we have, have Jude on the pod, because we know nothing <laughs> and Jude knows everything. That's, That's a why. great shout, Jude. Okay, mm-hmm. Jude. Um, Good question. I have one more. I've got one more question for you. I thought you, you were going to say Harry Kane. Yeah. I have one I more question for you. And I think I think we're I think we're all good on this one, Jude. Who is going to win the Premier League? Oh. Uh, buddy, I want to tell you, I don't want it to be City again. But well, who do you, who do you gonna think win? it's going to be this season? Who do you think it's going to be? If you could choose a team that you think has the biggest yeah. chance of winning it, who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Liverpool. Really? Oh, I thought you were going to say this at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not a bad shout. I mean, it's yeah. Arsenal City or Liverpool. They, they are doing great. Okay. Well, Jude. Jude's very you, non-biased. Well done. I, you know, he's, Jude, you beat us three to two. Hang on, hang on. We could not I, guess Jude's mind. One more question. I'm going to put this okay. This is our. Uh, you already won. Jude won. We, this is extra credit. It? This Four. is our uh, bonus round. Okay. If you could watch any game again, what is your favorite game that you've ever watched? <laughs> any football no game. It doesn't even have to be Arsenal. Any what's what's the best football game you've watched? Oh, I have one. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. You just was scrolled through his just memory and just it out. He got grabbed it. it. He's got it. Argentina swipe, versus swipe, swipe, swipe. France. Oh, wow. Argentina versus I knew he was going to say a, that. That's a great that match. That's a great shout. That, that was, a great was one of the shout. best games. That wasn't even on my radar. I wasn't even Jude, thinking how was that not just, on your radar? Just go through I was the, thinking more club-oriented. Yeah. I was thinking no, you know Champions League like a, as well. You know, like a Rolodex? You know, like a Rolodex? Jude's brain <laughs> yeah. is like... Oh, this one. Yeah. 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 It, he's, he's seen so many games that it has to be yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. He's got them. Yeah. He's got them like a... Li- you've got like a filing cabinet in here, right? That's the thing. You just go by date, year, season, league. It's great. <laughs> but that's the thing. Jude is, Jude is not is... just an Arsenal fan. He is a... He, he'll watch all the English fans. He's a watch true his... and true football fan. I mean, he, Jude's he, just he, going through the is... highlight reel in his head of, yeah. of I've, different I've, games I've, that he's watched. I've come into him. I've walked in on him, like, watching hours of the U.S. Like... women's national team <laughs> or, like, the <laughs> Arsenal women's anything. team. Yeah, he 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 has watched, I mean, they're so great teams. Football. But, like, he that's the thing is he, he doesn't. Uh, and, and you know what he loves just doing? Watch any he loves playing FIFA and choosing like third division leagues in uh, Denmark. Oh, we cut out. Or like oh, second division you, in the third Netherlands. Third division teams. Like it. Yeah. Oh, One of uh, my favorite Jude phrases of all time is, I need to make a change. So yes. Because uh, he needs to <laughs> Jude, sub out Jude some is, uh, Jude, Jude is a monster on FIFA. He's memorized every logo, right? Do you know what? One week we'll do a screen share because we can capture it, and I will run it, or Oscar or Milo could run it, and we'll do a quiz, and we'll mm. see every time you get one wrong, we get a point, and every time you get it like right, that. you get a point. And, and they can be, and Oscar, they can be like literally, they can be the top, let's say Championship, Premier League, and okay. then obviously League One, La Liga, and then Syria. Um, okay. And obviously Bundesliga, so, I guarantee yeah, we'll do, Jude would win. So top five leagues in Europe, and yes. 
and the championship. And, the championship, yeah. and I'll put some money on the line, dude. Yeah. You might you might be walking out here with a couple of racks. <laughs> <laughs> you might okay. be buying we another got, we jersey. We jump off, to... okay? So, Jude, let's okay. say bye to Jude, everyone. thank you so much for coming on with us. And join again yeah. another week. We really Love hope. You, Jude. We'll see you later. Jude, hey, I have homework for you. Okay. Bug your dad to get back on here so we can have you on again, okay? <laughs> we'll we'll try and join at least like once or twice a month. How does that sound? That'd be great. We'd love to That's have great. you as much as as much as we can. Hey, you know Jude, what? We love it's, you, man. It's it's, uh, it's Thanksgiving next week, and Dad's not traveling, so we can for sure join next week. Mm-hmm. Yes, great news. Let's do it. Great news. We'll do we'll it. Talk okay. England. Yeah, we'll talk okay. England. England chat. See you later, okay, dude. You guys, Thank you so much guys. for joining us. Okay, see you guys. See ya. Oh man, I love Jude so much. That was so fun to have him on the podcast. He's great. Oh, and uh, his bull knowledge is just top tier. Some of those answers, oh, yeah. I was like, I was not expecting. He always surprises me with that. Yeah. I love that he didn't mention Ollie at all in his uh, <laughs> in why he's an Arsenal fan. I thought that was phenomenal. Um, Well, hey, there's plenty more that we can dive into. Plenty know, of, we got of chat. That plenty we of the have, regular so. stuff to chat about. So much, so much stuff. So, um, do you want to dive into, do you want to check? Honestly, uh, I want to get into other games a lot. I mean, Arsenal, you know, we can, we can chat Arsenal real quick, but there are other games I honestly care about more, which is crazy as an Arsenal fan, but really it was a pretty routine win at Burnley. Uh, should have won that game. We won it. Um, Fabio Vieira is a moron for doing that what he so did. That was so stupid. That was so stupid. It was always going to be a red card. 10 out of 10 um, times, it, you know, the referee was going to call that. Um, I loved, did you see, uh, I don't know if you saw Arteta's interview afterwards. They interviewed him, asked him a bunch of questions. And then he said, what about VAR? You didn't ask me about VAR. And they're like, oh, 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 yeah, sorry about this. Like, yeah, I was great. Referees did great. You know, you don't just ask me questions when I'm riled up about stuff. So I, I thought it was That's really good. cool. Like, um, they did. They, you know, there were no stinkers in that game. Um, you know, Arte t- didn't have a problem with that. I didn't have a problem with it. It was 100% a red card. He should have gone off. He did go off. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't have any complaints think trossard's a monster um just i i love the formation that we're playing now that front three i think is so much more creative uh than than it is when Nketiah's starts in that position so yeah i was uh, same same thing i i agree with everything you said and i think it's been refreshing to see trossard up top especially with Gabriel Jesus coming in and out of the squad with injuries. Also, sometimes he goes on scoring form and off of scoring form. I think Trossard has a real shout for like pushing for the starting number nine role because he has ahead of the, Jesus ahead of Jesus because he has the technical ability of Jesus. Maybe not as much the hold up play, but everything else. And I would say his balls into the box are even better like having him do the crosses i think is awesome he does better than saka and martinelli at that but also the link up play and then having someone in front of goal that's clinical 
And I think, especially like preseason, watching some of those games, Trossard was, even when he was playing in more of a number eight role, like his finishing was top tier. And I feel like he just hasn't really had the opportunity that I feel like he deserves to come into the starting 11. And sometimes when he has started on the wing, he doesn't give us that same pace and just direct approach that Martinelli has. So he's been a little bit less, I guess, favored in that position. But I really, really like him in the false nine. And I would hope to see him more than we've seen in Kessia in that role because in Kessia is a great scorer and he's decent at hold up play, but his hold up play and his clinicalness is not like as beneficial as Trossard's link up play, his runs in behind. And also I think Trossard's finishing is on par, maybe a little bit better than in Kessia, honestly. To be honest, like, we, we kind of forget how good his finishing is. Really, he didn't finish, like, far off. He scored eight, nine goals for Brighton yeah, he scored, in the he, first... Well, yeah. no, I'm saying in the, in the yeah, first yeah, yeah, yeah. half You're of right, the season, sorry. before he even came to us, he scored eight or nine goals for Brighton. Yeah. Um, like, he can put away goals. Like, that is a phenomenal return for half a season. And then, you know, he was slotting in a new squad for the second half. Um, he wasn't even played the full time. Um, so he didn't score as many in, in our second half of the season. He contributed a ton of assists, but you know, we kind of forget that he has that ability in him. Um, and really last season we did play him there for a little while and we really excelled and it was while Jesus was back and he came back. Um, I think he scored a brace on his return and so he he nailed back in his starting position very quickly. But I I I thought we there've been a very few games I feel like where we've played that that forward position. There have been a couple, but for the most part, that front three is so fluid and we really do excel um with with all those three. And goals I feel like I feel like a front three like that or a front three with Jesus is what we're, is what we're wanting. And Ketia, he is a good striker. He doesn't have the same fluidity as the others, which kind of stymies our play. He's great at coming off the bench. That's what I want him for. And I really feel like, you know, I mentioned in the last podcast of like similarities with Oz and Pep's play. And I was, you guys accurately pushed me back on that. I wasn't really talking about Pep's play right now. I was talking about kind of when he would play De Bruyne in that false nine role. Um, You know, he would put, uh, now he has like an out and out striker with Haaland and their type of plays has changed somewhat. But I do feel like kind of when, when De Bruyne was filling kind of a false nine role, there was that very fluid nature of their front. And I feel like it's similar with Trossard in there. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I think I had made a comparison to Liverpool last time as well. And I feel like even that is a little bit, maybe more so Liverpool now, but even still, I feel like it is different because it's a lot, and I agree, it's a lot more fluid of a front three. And the thing with our three attackers, especially on the left side, and on the right, like Sack is a tra- Sack is a traditional winger. He's not a striker, 
but Saka will sometimes just like come over to the left side and then link Sizzly. up with like Martinelli and then go back to the right or like stay on there and try and overload. And then also you you watch Jesus and Martinelli switch out like interchangeably. And the thing I like about Trossard is he can do that too. And even though Nkessia does play on the wing sometimes, he doesn't have that technical ability that to even close to the same degree that Trossard has. So it's really just not the same kind of threat. He kind of has the same thing where he cuts in on his right and is looking for a shot to cut it in far post. And I feel like um, Mossinelli specifically, um, I feel like Saka, he, he, he kind of finds a way to still excel, but I feel like Mossinelli specifically really struggles under the Nketiah system. Yeah. Um, as he kind of gets isolated a little bit out on that left wing. And I feel like Trossard or Jesus really lets him flourish because they do have that kind of fluidity on that left side. Um, and so I think I think part of the reason why we haven't you know, he was injured for, for some of the season, of course. But um, I feel like even just in, in recent games, we've seen him really start kind of notching up a couple levels um, with that shift in, in front. So I'm expecting to see a lot more goals coming in from the left um, if we continue kind of this this one. Yeah, so. I agree with that. And I think also something that plays a part in that is the inverted fullback. Usually we're inverting from the left, from the left back into the midfield. And when we do that, it's you need your striker to be able to push out onto the wing to help Martinelli as well. Otherwise, he's going to get isolated. And although he has a lot of talent and he has a lot of skill, he has a lot of pace, you need someone to play off of. And if your striker isn't able to kind of go into that left wing role when he doesn't have an overlapping fullback, then it's going to be hard for you to, you know, find a way to the goal. I mean, once we saw... I, especially against Sevilla, like I felt like he was just cooking them, and it was wasn't it Trossard that started against Sevilla as well? Yeah, yeah. So the last two games, we are setting a really weird precedent because we had two wins, two losses, two wins. Hopefully two losses. So next, hopefully, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing it's an <laughs> international just, break. Yeah, yeah. We hopefully the international can break our break our streak because, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, I I think I think I really hope that this is this is something that we continue with, because um, again we know Nketiah has skill. You know, he phenomenal hat trick. Uh, that was just an amazing game. But consistently, this is a front three. I think that's gonna that's gonna do it for us. Yeah. Um, shifting into into other games around the Premier League because. Um, this was a very interesting week. Um, I mean, you had Bournemouth beating Newcastle somehow. I was I was going to say if if uh, you know you're we have uh, a friend of yours that's the big Newcastle fan that we want to have join. Um, if if we didn't have uh, if Jude wasn't able to join us today, we that might have been a good shout. Because I I really want to know what he he thought about that because that was crazy i mean we both picked bournemouth as getting relegated from the season and smashing them 2-0 was just it's crazy i thought that was going to be a decimation of a game and so i that came out of nowhere for me 
I think for them, they've been dealing with a lot of injury issues, which before tr- that game, true. speaking with him, he was kind of vocalizing that as his main concern. And it's kind of, that's kind of what's happened. And I, I especially don't think the that they brought, yeah. And I think especially with having their main signing of this season, you know, be banned for pretty much a year, maybe more now with more allegations coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also having a lot of key players getting injured has been really tough for Newcastle. You'd think that with those injuries, like a lot of the injuries they had, we'd be able to get a result against them. But that's not the case. We're dealing with injuries, but that's not really an excuse. So because they have more than we do. So yeah, I don't think still like with the amount of quality they have in their squad, they should be beating Bournemouth as one of the worst teams in the league. But, yeah, I think injuries has been a big thing with them. Yeah. Another team that's played with injuries, uh, <laughs> uh, Tottenham. Uh, we, I, that was one of the ones I was so proud to have perfectly <laughs> predicted. Last time when we did our predictions, we uh, neither of us had very, I think you said a nil-nil, and I said 2-1 Wolves. Um, which considering, You said 2-1 Wolves? I said 2-1 Wolves. That was one of the ones I perfectly predicted. Um, Because, you know, even though they had a perfect record up until that Chelsea game of, well, not perfect record, but, you know, undefeated, I I really felt like those injuries to Van Der Ven and to Madison were going to be huge. And not having um, Romero available to them as well. But specifically, and now we know that Van Der Ven and Madison are going to be out most likely until January. Um, And those are... You know, I would say Van der Ven, Madison, and Son are their three best players. And so now to have two of their three best players gone for the next two, three months, um, I, I, I think I could see them drifting pretty far away from from the top. Um, probably still in a shout of of Champions League, but I, I definitely don't think you know Spurs were feeling confident of uh, of ruling for a little bit but i think they're gonna really struggle and we saw that you know they two injury time goals they just completely i don't know that is just yeah game turned on its head what did you think as an arsenal fan i thought it was great i loved it and when I saw the scoreline, I mean, obviously I was happy. But then once I, I – I didn't watch the game live, but when I saw 2-1, I was like, oh, that's great. And then I saw the timestamps of the goals, and then I went and watched the highlights as well. And they just choked it, dude. They choked they it so bad. And I guess for a lot of Tottenham, band, uh, Tottenham fans who have been kind of ha- having their chest, chest puffs out uh, – I can't speak – chest puffed out it's been a little bit of a reality check especially seeing as you know not only them but also um yudogi is out as well um you kind of have to wonder how they're going to be able to play Poch's system especially without their creator and yeah what did i say you said Poch. my bad my bad but yeah, Pasakoglu's system with um, without their playmaker, their creator, but also their pace in centre-back 
that helps them keep that high line. Without Van de Ven, who I I think everyone would agree is the more pacey between him and Romero to be able to cover that distance when playing the high line. How are they going to get that defensive security? I mean, you saw that on plane display when you have Davies and Dia in the center back, and they they were getting peppered the whole game. Like, yeah, you would have if it ended one nil, you would have been surprised. But also, well, Dia is the antithesis of Pacey. So, yeah, um, molasses. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, they had neither. They didn't have they didn't have Van der Ven. They didn't have Romero. Um, so, that I I think yeah I. I thought they were going to struggle and they did struggle. Um, and it was, you know, commiserations, but I'm an Apple fan, so I don't care that much. Um, I thought it was funny in the way that it happened that, uh, they thought they were going to win it and uh, it was snatched away at the last moment. Um, really, I just love son. So feel bad for son. He, he was trying his best, but his team let him down. Um, Liverpool, uh, they, one three nil um against Brentford. Everything back as usual. Salah again with you know smashing the goals away. Um but really want to get to Chelsea City because that is might go down as the game of the season. Um and we're only in October, uh November. I know what month it is. Um that was crazy. Four four at Stamford Bridge. Uh, where, you know, you, you would have expected a complete annihilation by City, but have to say that was one of the best showings by Chelsea. I would say they really stood up to to that threat. Yeah, watching that game, I don't think I've ever been such a big Chelsea fan like during a ninety minutes than during that game, and it was honestly as just like a semi-neutral because obviously like I wanted City to lose and I don't like Chelsea but semi-neutral um it was really just like a a lot of different emotions it would go from oh Chelsea you suck you conceded a goal like that's so like you guys are gonna get like trashed on now and then it's like oh wow you guys actually did really well and then it's like oh no you guys suck you guys are gonna get smashed it and then it's like oh no they scored again and then halftime came and then they concede one right off to halftime and i was like you guys can't even keep it tied for like more than five minutes and then they equalize again and then they concede and then you know 19th minute cole palmer puts it away with by the way, Cole Palmer, four for four from the penalty spot. All of his yeah. goals coming from that, but he's been perfect. I think you've got to give him credit. Like He's got a little bit of ice in his veins, and he's been, I would say, the best player this season. I would disagree. I would say it's Sterling, but I would say Cole Palmer is a close second. And you could see, I mean, he just got called up to the England squad, and we can chat about that in a second. But um, I did think it was interesting did that he? the two I wingers. I think I saw him he in did. There. He he wasn't originally, um, and then because of injuries, like Madison dropped out, and they oh, okay. he was he was a replacement. That makes there sense. were three others that went out, and like Dunk went out, and so um, like uh, other people got pulled in. So, um, but that's the thing. I I think he's been phenomenal. I did think it was really funny that two wingers and probably Chelsea's best two players are City players. Um. Yeah. Uh, true. They turn around and and a little bit up. of class from Sterling with the 
the calm celebration. I thought that was classy. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't remember what Palmer did either. But um... the the reason I say Palmer though is because I haven't seen Palmer have a poor game yet. I've seen Sterling has been either like incredible or like anonymous, but I feel like Palmer has been really consistent since he's come in, and he's been that number 10 or like false nine that they've needed to kind of break the back line and um but i i don't think there's anything wrong with stelling either as their best player yeah but i would i I would say palmer was as as being kind of an out of nowhere one like sterling you expect him to stand up you expect him to show up on the day you know he's he's international for for england for forever um he's played you know for city he he's he's been in many big occasions you expect him to stand up and take hold of a game palmer just i i i saw chelsea by palmer and i thought this is another chelsea spending way too much money on a player that really doesn't have enough pedigree that they're going to show up because they've spent so much money on these young players that need time to set in. Yeah. And I thought he was, he was another one of those and it was, you know, another stupid Tomboli signing of which there are many. Um, but the, he's been, he's been great. He has been yeah. a great, great acquisition. I also felt like it was a great move for him as well, because he, totally. as much as it's great picking up silverware that you barely played in, like you see that he he just got called up to the England team and if he wasn't you know putting in that work for a a top tier team then he wouldn't be i guess on the radar because he just wouldn't be getting enough minutes and that's the thing and, and yes um you know injuries in the England squad have played a part of that but would he i i don't think if he no, was still at city would. he would not, not be in the conversation of getting into the England squad he wouldn't have the minutes to be able to to do it and really that spot on the right-hand side is his um, right now for, for Chelsea. So if he keeps doing what he's doing... What do you um, mean on the, he's, the, on the Chelsea wing on, or like full yeah. sign? He, he plays on the right-hand side. So Jackson plays up um, up the front. Um, but he plays on the wing and he comes inside. But he... Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. I guess I've been more seeing him as like a 10, but... Well, Gallagher plays... Yeah, he has kind of been. An advance. I think it's kind of been. Yeah, you're right. It, it's his plays kind of been more fluid around. Like he kind yeah. of pops up everywhere, which has been really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're but right. yeah, his his. But I mean, like he's not being pulled out the side at any time soon, and neither is Sterling. And you have people, you know, that they've spent a lot of money on, like Mudrick, that are going to be comfortable being on the bench and grabbing substitute minutes because those two are are doing great and they're not getting pulled anytime soon. Um, I thought the penalty was very harsh um, with Cucurella, you know, Holland, that wasn't a penalty. Holland was like yanking Cucurella and he was doing, it was very mutual. I feel um, like that's where we I disagree. Did... I feel like it was stupid from Cucurella. Like, yeah, they were pulling each other like at the start, but from my like from what I saw, he was like holding on way too long. And I think a little bit of back and forth is like okay, but you can't make it too obvious. And I feel like it was more Cucurella's fault, but I've also had a lot of people have your opinion as well. So 
Well, I think, I mean, I feel like Cucurella does stupid stuff very often. Um, but yeah, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have, that wasn't a smart thing to do. I do think it was harsh for the penalty. Um, but, and, you know, VAR, I did see, and I don't really want to get into VAR chat because I, I really want to dive into, into England as we're heading into the international break. But um, I did see that uh, that the FA is considering, you know, I talked about before of that the Premier League should institute the additional, um, the semi-automated offsides, which if had been used for Arsenal, uh, probably would have meant that that goal wouldn't have stood, in my opinion. Um, they are actually considering adding that. That's already in play for World Cup. That's already in play for the Champions League, the Premier League did not choose to use it. Um, it sounds like that might be coming into effect for the Premier League, which will, which should speed up VAR, which would be great, and make some of the stupid calls go away. So hopefully that gets implemented um, so we have less stupid VAR uh, decisions. Let's get into England, though, because I... I um, I'm stoked. I love, I love international. I love international week. And um, it's fun to see new players be able to, to get time to shine. I do think there's a lot of players that are on the roster that will not be on our team come Euros. Uh, but they get a chance to wear an England shirt and get, get a cap. So, uh, and we're playing against north macedonia and malta so this is just this is why should be i i'm on the very other side galore. yeah i'm on the very other side where i hate international break and i just <laughs> want to watch the premier league or the champions league it's, it's so i know i know like it's fun to see the plays and stuff but also when players get injured playing for their countries and oh it's the worst you just are watching like a lot worst version of football you're just like come on let's see some that's else. what happened with gabriel jesus with the world cup and they really messed us up so and i love his, the world cup hoping. the world cup's awesome but still like i like a little part of me for every international thing would are you more an arsenal fan than an england fan see this is some a debate we've had before where i said i would rather see england win the world cup than arsenal win the premier league and I and for me, it's just because it's something I've never seen. Even though I was like a tiny child when we won, I would I would agree with Premier that. League. What if what if it was like, let's say it was last year, right, where City won the treble, something like that, like something if we won the treble, just insane. So Arsenal winning the treble, right? Um, let's say it's Carabao Cup and. Uh, Carabao Cup's been wrapped up. Premier League's been wrapped up. It's Champions League final, right? Wait, Carabao um, Cup or FA Cup? Because that's a big difference. Okay, well, whatever. FA Make Cup. it the FA Cup. Okay, FA Cup. <laughs> FA Cup, Premier League. We got the Champions League final. Arsenal win the Champions League final versus England win the World Cup. Which? Wow. Which one? Which which one do you scream louder for? Which which one just makes your heart just leap out of your chest? That's so hard because yeah. on on one hand it's it's like we've never won the Champions League, we've never won a treble. Winning yep. three finals is better than winning one. But my soul, my my gut tells me that 
especially because the World Cup's only every four years, and it's like I'd say England. I would say England. I would and, say England. And it's so like I feel like a traitor almost to Arsenal saying that, but it's like, okay. I I agree. I I think it's I I love Arsenal. Absolutely love Arsenal and winning any trophy. Um, there are levels, you know, Carabao FA, er, Carabao Cup. I'm like, yeah, FA Cup. I'm like, all right, nice. Premier League, Champions League, wet my pants a little bit. Um, yeah. I Champions you know, League, Champions League, and we had this conversation. And let me ask you this again: We said I, Champions League or Premier League? I would I say Champions Premier. League. I take and, Premier League. And I, yeah. the only reason I would say Champions League is because we've never won it. I just think there's something different though about the Premier League because it is you are proving your best over 38 games. And you have said, this is mine. I have staked my claim to it. Where, you know, you can have an off game in the Champions League and just be, and be knocked out. Um, and it's, but then you know, at the same time, like, with the Premier League trophy, you're not kind of getting that, like, we won it in one game where it's like win or lose. Like, a lot of the times, yeah. there's three games left in the season. You won it or you've lost it, you know? Totally. I think I think if you're talking like an individual moment, the Champions League is going to have a bigger effect, a bigger excitement. Because it's, you know, that moment where the whistle blows. Yeah. Um, totally. But if, like, at the end of the... At the end of like in the summer, you're looking back and being like, I can't believe we won the Champions League or I can't believe we won the Premier League. Um, which one would I be more stoked on? I, I would say Premier League and you would say Champions. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Either one, I would be very happy for. Very uh, true. So I would, I would take either or the FA Cup. No, I won't take the FA I won the Premier League. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. this year I would take the FA Cup and like second or third, as long as we're challenging next year. But ultimately, like, I want to win something and totally. preferably please make that the Champions League or Premier League. Champions I do League think we're I not there yet. High hopes for. Yeah. I, 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 I do look at my Champions squad League. and I don't, I, I do look at our squad and I see weaknesses. I don't look at my squad and say, this is a Premier League winning team. This is a, I feel like once we have injuries back, um, like we we could, we could very possibly. But um, okay, so uh, let's let's chat England for a little bit. We've got I don't know we've got maybe ten minutes left, uh, five ten minutes left. I want to chat. Let's let's go through. I want to see chat with you of who we think our best players are. So we're not going to get through the whole squad. I think. Midfield forward, we save for another day. Um, goalies, defenders, and we'll, we'll see how how far we get. So the people that have been called up, right, for goalie, you know, Jordan Pickford owns that. That's it's his. It's his spot. Um, there's also Sam Johnson and Aaron Ramsdale that have been called up again. Um, do you think they should be the ones that have been called up, or what do you think? I think that the best goalie right now is in didn't get selected for the English. Nick Pope? Yeah, Nick Pope. 
I think Nick Pope should be our number one right now. I, I mean, I would have said Aaron Ramsdale, but he's not. He isn't getting to play. Um, yeah. If Aaron Ramsdale was our number one keeper, I would say he should be the starting goalkeeper, but he's not. And so I think Nick Pope should be England's goalkeeper. I Also, I feel like when it comes down to penalties as well, like I would way rather have Nick Pope in goal over Aaron Ramsdale, over Jordan Pickford. <laughs> I don't know. Jordan Pickford Johnson. is very good at penalties. Like, He's just think back to the Euros. He saved yeah. three out of five. That was sick. And, like, and and props to him. The only thing is, is he has little T-Rex arms. So, I don't know how, like, how much you can rely on him doing that every time. And I would just, like, way rather have a big body angle like Nick Pope versus someone like Jordan Pickford. And he's good with I, his feet. I, like, Nick Pope's good with his feet. So I, I, I don't, honestly, I'm not going to bag on Jordan Pickford. I, I do think he is very good. Um, I I feel like there are, I, I feel like he is not kind of in the conversation of one of the best goalkeepers in the world. And yeah. while we have such a strong team, um, I don't know, I, I feel like, no, I, 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 I personally think Nick Pope is is a better goalkeeper than Sam Johnson. And so he should definitely be in the squad. Um, I'm really surprised that he's not in the squad. And I do think that he is a better goalkeeper than Jordan Pickford. So I was really and surprised. you think he's he better than Ramsdale up. too? I, um, I think he's better than Ramsdale because he's playing. I don't know that he's a better goalkeeper than Ramsdale um, when Ramsdale is playing frequently and on form. Um I think Ramsell is a great goalkeeper and I I'm I love Arteta and I am very appreciative of everything that he's done for the football club. He's done a phenomenal job um even though lots of people bag on him. Um but that situation with Raya Ramsdale in my opinion was very very poorly mismanaged. Um, yeah. and I it it uh it really frustrates me and he keeps saying Ramsdale be patient, be patient, be patient. Um, and be, be patient, patient until for I sell what? You. Yeah, be patient <laughs> yeah. for what? Because all the games are just going to get more and more and more intense, and he's going to be under more and more pressure to play his number one, which is Raya. Right? If he's saying be patient, be patient, be patient, and then what? He he's gotten one game that he's played in forever. We played Burnley this weekend, right? Why couldn't Raya? Uh, why couldn't Ramsdale played against Burnley? Although, Mariah did have a great game. So. He did. He, uh, no no complaints. No complaints. But I'm just saying, if you say that this person is top class, top tier class, why can't he play a game against Burnley? Why I can't there be valid. some kind of a rotation? Yeah. I, I think that's valid. It just, that's, anyway. I, I it, felt like, it felt like when he, like, at the start of the season, he was playing Ramsdale, and in the back of his mind, he's like, as soon as Ramsdale makes a mistake, I'm going to sub him. And he didn't make any, like, huge thing. Because, yes, he had, like, errors. But it wasn't, like, Not as big as Raya's made. And, and Raya's made plenty of those. But it's felt like he's like, oh, well, he hasn't made anything super crazy. So I'm just going to swap him now. And then as soon as he did that, he's like, yeah, you got to just make me want you back in it. But at the end of the day, like. But I don't know what he can do at this point, to be honest. I don't know what how he can get back in the squad because Raya has made plenty of mistakes and that hasn't been enough to get 
to really give him a, sh- a shot. So I, I don't, don't know, know where he point. would go. Like, yeah, he could he could move to Chelsea, and that would be a good fit. But do you really want to be strengthening your rivals like that? Like, and I and I can't really think about any other teams. Like, yes, Real Madrid could want um, a better goalie than Kepa, but at the end of the day, towards the end of the season, you're gonna have Courtois that comes back, and are you telling me that Ramsdale's gonna outposition Courtois on a long term basis? There's no way. Like, um, United just bought a brand new um, keeper. Banana. Munich yeah. has Neuer. Um, Barcelona Not top has... level. He would need to drop down a, a tier, kind of like what Martinez did. Um, not like a whole, like a big tier, but drop to kind of more of a mid club. Um, but then you're thinking like the... he was doing it for a top tier club. Like he, I don't think he made any big issues with playing no. for Arsenal. It was more of he just didn't. a preference thing. And yeah. you'd have to say that like he'd want somewhere like laterally to move to. So Yeah. I oh, I agree. And I think he deserves it. But do you think we have time to get into defenders? For sure. Yeah, let's run it. Okay. All right, so here here are the here are the current defenders on Arsenal squad. So we have Levi Colwell, Mark Gay, Ezri Konza, Rico Lewis, Harry Maguire. Fukayo Tori, Kieran Trippier, Carl Walker. Now, um, we are, first of all, I, I think very few of those people, I guess two of those people, would, would be in our actual back four. Um, I would say Kieran Trippier and Carl Walker, right? Um, our best probably right be, backs. Yeah, but even like sometimes I know Kieran Trippier's played, they played him on the left. I guess they would probably do Kieran Trippier's right back and Luke Shaw in. So here's the thing. Are you talking about when Luke Shaw gets fit again? Yeah, so what, yeah, I'm saying who's in our back four right now. I think if everybody, we have a lot of injuries for our defenders. Let me run through everyone that's injured. So Ben White is injured, who, again, never gets called up for England but is should be called up for England every freaking day of the week. Um, but anyway, Ben White is injured. John Stones is injured. Luke Shaw is injured. Burns injured. Dunks injured. Chilwell's injured. Rhys James is just coming off an injury. And Tyrone Mings is injured. So all of those people are, yeah. Which So I feel like what our actual backline is going to look like come... The Euros is going to be very different than what it's looking like this international break. Um, if you had your pick of what back four you would have if everyone was fit come summer, who would you choose? Um, I think it's it's somewhat dependent on matchup, but to kind of qualify it, I would probably, if we're wanting more of an attack-minded team, I would put Trippia as right back. I would put um, Ben White and John Stones at the center backs, which I feel like won't happen because Southgate has this unsaid, undetermined vendetta against Ben White that was never disclosed. I wish someone would just tell me what happened there. And I wish people would grow up and just sort stuff out for the sake of England Football Club for the three lines. I feel like for the most part, you would say our most talented centre-backs is Ben White and John Stones. 
Like, I can't really think of another partnership that's that would be the same level. I feel like Colwell is good, but he's young and he's he makes a lot of mistakes. And even at Chelsea, you can see that. I think Gahey's good, but I, I just don't think he's at that level yet. Um, I think Maguire, as much as he's received hate and everything, I'm here to pile it on a little more. Like, I think he's... So you're going to shift gears. <laughs> like, I know he scores headers and, like, he's pretty good, but he's so slow and his decision-making is slow on the ball. Like, I, I feel like in his mind... He believes that his best attribute is his distribution. And by, because of that, he takes a while to like scan the field and um, make the right pass and stuff like that. But it's like our center backs are not our best ball playing players on the, like, on the field. We have world-class DMs that like Declan Rice should have the ball every time it's available. And if Declan Rice doesn't have it, it should be pushed forward to Jude Bellingham or or Madison, like, which I feel like we can get onto like the midfield next week of what we believe yeah. it should be like. But I, I, I feel like because he believes that he's a good distributor, that he holds onto the ball. And then also we have to load our back line because we're pace deficient and we have to play with someone like Kyle Walker in the right back because we don't have the pace in behind because of someone like Harry Maguire. So, so, so you're, yeah. you're, so you have, um, ben White and Stones in the middle. Trippier on the right. Who's on the left? I'm going to go with an outside shout, Rico Lewis. I think he's okay. a very technically gifted player, and I think he's a little bit unproven. But I also feel like Gareth Southgate has done a really poor job at managing these young players. Like Initially, when he came in, he gave chances to players like Saka, but after a year or two – or a year or two, he's like, okay, well, now I have my favorites and this is who it's going to be moving forward. I would like to see a very technically gifted team to support how much talent that we have. So yeah. I would put that as, as my main back line. But if, if we're going for a more defensive team, then I would probably put Trippy on the left back and then Kyle Walker on the right back. Yeah, I do think right back where you just have so many options. Like we have Trippier, we have Carl Walker, we have Reese James, who's fit once every seven years. Um, but when he's fit, it's great. We're not even talking about Alexander Arnold, which on on England squad it actually like lists him as a midfielder, which yeah, is interesting. Crazy. I think he plays better there, um, for sure. To be honest, at least he's a chance. Left, there. yeah. Um, I would agree with the centre-backs. I think Ben White should be, you know, he is a great centre-back. He played centre-back with us for, for ages. He should be in that spot. He's much better than Maguire. Um, Left-back, left-back, I feel like, is the place where it's not quite as secure. You have, if everyone's fit, you have, yeah, like, you could play, um... You could play Luke Shaw there. You could play Ben Chilwell. You could play Dan Burn. Um, Burn is, you know, Burn could fulfill that role. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I think we're going to see a very different back four. Who's your pick but, for left, left, um, left back? I don't know. I might say I might say Burn. I like Burn. Really? I think he's. I think he's really good. I think Ben Chilwell again. He is always coming off of an injury. Um, I also so I feel like he's, he's kind of 
Like, I feel like Ben Tillwell is a little bit overrated. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like defensively, he's not that good. Yeah, I I feel like... Yeah, maybe Luke Shaw. Um, He... I feel like especially wearing an England shirt, he does really, really well. So, Yeah, um, and if he was healthy right now, he'd be United's starting centre-back. So I feel like... You mean left, is, left back? Yeah, sorry, left back. I've been getting my words mixed up today. But yeah, you're good. Blue, parched, but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think I, I love a little bit of England. And so we should decimate both of these teams um, and and then move on to move on to England. Let me ask you so, a quick question. If, go ahead. If, seeing as Ben White, there's almost a 99% chance that he's not going to get picked. Who would you put as a centre-back instead of Ben White? That is a very good question. Um, just gut feeling. I've got you on this one. I don't know. Maybe, maybe gay. And there's what, like John Stones, he actually plays really well in midfield as well. Like he also. Yeah. It's like a left back or a. As yeah, back that and butts like I, I feel like his best position isn't in center. We kind of have to like hodgepodge our center backs. Like we we don't really have like really phenomenal center backs. But John Stones is a world class center back. Like that's his John Stones bread and butter. I do like Lewis Dunk. I think he does a a good job there. Um, I think he would have been in there if he wasn't injured right now. Um, so possibly Dunk. Um. Probably like Gay or Dunk, I would probably say. Would, I really would like be who Dunk, I'm putting there. Honestly. Yeah. Like I saw him come into the English squad England squad last um international break and and in terms of distributing from the back, like you could argue Maguire has a better range of passing, but the way he just like would give it to the midfield and let them run the show, I liked it so much more instead of this like pass back and forth between our center backs and then shift it under the onto the left back, so into the midfield, and then pass back. Like, it's just so slow. It's so predictable. I like the pace of play more when I had Dunk versus Maguire. So I I agree. I would, I'd probably pick Dunk if we if Ben White's not available, which history tells us he won't be. So Yeah, probably won't. So and it we, probably uh, will be Maguire. So yeah. Something we just got to get comfortable Maguire. with. Yeah. So... We uh, obviously don't have Premier League predictions because we don't have Premier League, which is very sad. But we do have England against Malta on Friday. Um, we won't count this into our in our ginger beer bet. I think we should. Milo, let's count it. You want to count it? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, England versus Malta. What do you think the school line is going to be? I think it'll be 3-1. I think it will be 5-0. Wow. Um, North Macedonia, England. Last time we played Macedonia, didn't we win like 11 nil? Um, 11 possibly. I think double digits. I know it was was something really nasty. Yeah. I'm going to go. Five nil. (laughs) I'm going to go. I'll go four nil. I think I think I don't think we'll smash them quite as much. 
Um, if we're at 4-0 in like the 85th minute, I'm just going to be crossing my fingers, crossing my toes, hoping we get one more. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to pay me in ginger beer? I already owe you some. So. Yeah, I know. Whoa. Okay, yeah. sweet. Well, we'll see. So we'll be, next time we chat, um, I think it will be, actually, let's see. When is the Macedonia game? It's actually next Monday. Yeah, so next time um, we record, it will be after both of those games. So we'll have the results there. And we can dive into more England chat. So we'll jump into who we think our best midfielders are, who we think are the best strikers are, um, wearing a Three Lions shirt. And sounds like we're going to have Jude back with us, uh, which will be phenomenal. I feel like our podcasts get longer every time we do it. So um... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> But uh, as always, um, Milo, it's phenomenal chatting with you. It's always great to chat football. It's always great to be with all of you um, and speaking about our favorite people that are on a pitch with a ball. So anyway, have a phenomenal evening. Um, have a phenomenal morning, day, whatever time you're listening to us. Uh, and join us next time on the Backseat Managers podcast. Thanks Peace. so much. Peace. Stay breezy.